0: Welcome back to another edition of the Sports Dorks podcast, this one talking specifically about football coming right after Oregon's 36-27 win over Southern California last night. We've got Joe Moore here, Owen Murray, Lily Crane, Joe Krasnowski, and I'm Brady Ruth. Uh, Joe Krasnowski and I were there until about 1.30 in the morning, and we're excited to be talking about it, so let's get into it. What was that experience like for you?
1: I mean, it was unbelievable. I I I grew up in L.A. and I grew up a USC fan, so being on being able to just cover the team was pretty pretty awesome. But just the whole experience as a whole was great. Just being able to see the press box so packed, Autzen Stadium was electric, and it was it was just a pretty great
0: night, I must say. Yeah, it was it was really neat to see with a, with such a big game against a team that has a lot of national conversation in USC. It was it was it was neat to see the press box full, but also it was neat to see all the Oregon writers still there, the ones that have been covering this team all year, not just against USC and kind of the big the big teams but Oregon with the win kept its season alive and still has a very good chance I think to make the Pac-12 championship this week going to Tempe which can be a bit of a trap game Oregon and Washington can clinch Pac-12 championship berths if Oregon can beat Arizona State Washington beats Oregon State and Utah beats Arizona but even past that ESPN released a thing on Instagram about the chances to make the college football playoff And Oregon actually had the sixth best odds at 39% higher than Washington, who was at 34%. But I think the most promising thing for Oregon on that was that a lot of these teams ahead of Oregon still have to play each other. Michigan and Ohio State, 66%, 64% still have to play Georgia and Alabama, 53 and 54%. They still have to play. It's already been announced that those two teams will clash off in the SEC championship. So it are. Is this a realistic possibility, do you think, for Oregon to potentially make a college football playoff?
2: Absolutely. I, I think it cannot be out of the conversation at this point. I, th- I think that you know, they've got this assumed game against Washington in the college football playoff that's not only you know their chance to prove themselves, but for redemption against the team they lost to. I think the chance to kind of prove that to the voters and the pollers there is something that could really benefit them the fact that, you know, They can say, hey, you remember this one loss? Yeah, we're over that. That's it. We're done.
3: I think it has more of a chance to make the college football playoffs uh, this season than in the past few seasons. I mean, when you look compare especially Oregon versus Washington to kind of Pac-12 schools that are in the mix, if Oregon can win the game against Arizona State game versus Oregon State, And then if it wins against Washington, then it's, I mean, obviously it's in. And I think the thing for Oregon versus Washington, Washington's undefeated right now, but it's kind of been stumbling a little bit in its game since the two matched up, that a lot of its games are closer than many would expect. And we've talked about it. losing at the end of the season in the Pac-12 championship is a lot different than slipping up in a game that's separated by just a field goal in the middle of the season. And so if Oregon, as long as Oregon keeps winning, it will be in.
0: Mr. Brightside was the sing-along at Autzen Stadium last night, and it kind of made sense for how bright Oregon's uniforms and the offense looked in the brightest spot of all. Bo Nix last night, 412 yards, four touchdowns, quarterback rating of 228, and a 74% completion rate he's been talked about a lot this year as a potential Heisman candidate. The stat that really stands out to me from last night was that Bo Nix had eight incompletions and the Oregon offense was averaging 8.8 yards per play. So averaging more yards per play than he had incompletions all night. Is Bo Nix truly a Heisman candidate and is he the Heisman favorite?
4: I think right now, especially after beating Caleb Williams, the, the reigning Heisman, As much as that shouldn't matter, it does. Heisman is a lot about appearances. It's a lot about big wins. It's a lot about big moments. And right now, if you're looking at Bo Nix, the major knock on his season is that Oregon has one loss against another Heisman candidate in Michael Penix. But if you look at the stats, look past just the box score, Bo Nix outplayed Penix in that game. And Penix in the Washington offense has stumbled a little bit. It's been easier to bet against Penix in recent weeks, and it has Bo Nix. And I think that Bo Nix deserves the respect as the favorite at this point.
0: So how much would you say then the Heisman is a statistical trophy versus a feel thing? Like, like you mentioned, he outplayed. Is that more important than the
4: stats stats when it comes to Heisman voting? Or do you think it's more of a uh, statistical award? It shouldn't be, but I think it is. A game where you get 412 yards and four touchdowns against the reigning Heisman is going to look better than if you do a similar thing against Cal. Sure. And so I think the big moments mean more than the games that are blowouts against the teams near the bottom of the conference rankings.
0: Sure. Joe, what did you see from the press box last night? which, Which Heisman looked better?
1: I mean, going back on what you were talking about, how... It's a a statistical thing. I think the eye test matters as well. I mean, Caleb Williams, if you look at his stats, they're not that much different than last year's. And he's not really in the Heisman conversation right now just because of how poor his team has played, especially defensively. That's not really something he controls. But in Nix's case, he looks to be the Heisman right now. Brady, I mean, you posted that picture, and it really does look like Bo Nix is the Heisman. All the national media is surrounding him and
2: it looks like he's the one he's gonna finish i mean jaden daniels is the other candidate people are talking about about but he's he's got three losses for lsu if you go on instagram last night there's all these posts about bonix because he's number one in the heisman odds for fan duel now and people are like no lsu have three losses he can't be a candidate and i think that bonix is going to jump ahead because oregon are that one last team
3: I think that Bonix should be getting more attention for Heisman than he is getting. I mean, statistically, he has 29 touchdowns, only two interceptions on the season, and Oregon has that one loss, which I think that's what a lot of voters are going to look at, uh, especially since, like, Like we said, it was against another Heisman candidate. And then looking at Michael Penix Jr., he leads the nation in passing yards right now. He's had a good season. Washington's still undefeated. And so I think right now, a lot of people are still gonna look at him as one of the favorites, if not the favorite. But I think as the season kind of wraps up and potentially Oregon and Washington clash again, I think things could change a lot, especially if Oregon's able to make it into the college football playoffs, which it hasn't in a while. I think then Bo Nix should be the favorite in that case.
0: Yeah, I think it absolutely matters who you beat and Oregon beat. Caleb Williams, and even though it's last four of his last five, SC is really is still a really good football school. And it it is a school that with Oregon will be going to the Big Ten next year. UCLA, Oregon, Washington, and USC will be moving from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten next year, taking all of its talents more to the Midwest. And with the Pac-12 being a more competitive, conference this year than it has been in previous years the big 10 still has some juggernauts in it but it's got some teams that maybe aren't too good where does oregon stack up do you think in the big 10 and can oregon continue to be one of the top teams in its conference when it
2: changes conferences next year in the big 10 i mean i guess that depends how you're going to define a top team in the big 10 right because it's going to the better ones one of the better i think absolutely i think it's going to depend a lot on you know, what this team looks like post-NFL draft, like what they lose and how this team is able to deal with that. And I think that's something that we'll be able to see a lot. Like we talked about with basketball in non-conference play, how this team is able to blend then. We've seen some snaps from Ty Thompson more than last year, but we still don't really know what that'll look like. Is it Ty Thompson? Is it somebody else?
1: I mean, I think yesterday's game kind of really gave us a peek into what the Big Ten might look like. When you think Big Ten, you think big defenses, and Oregon won in the trenches the entire game. And I thought that was really apparent. They look far more ready for the Big Ten and the teams that come with that than USC did last night, and I think that was really on display.
0: Don't be scared. Give us your quarterback prediction next year for for Oregon. Who's going to be running the Ducks next year? Cam Ward. Cam Ward. Cam Ward is going to be an Oregon Duck. I can say it makes a little bit of sense. Wazoo not going to as glamorous of places as Oregon is in the Big Ten next year. Maybe a time to transfer for what we know is a pretty good quarterback. Uh, Oh, and you mentioned what talking about what Oregon's going to lose in the draft. And yes, Oregon will probably lose some things, but these juggernauts in the Big Ten, the Michigan's, the Michigan's, the Ohio States, they're going to be dealing with the
2: same thing. Absolutely. I mean, we were talking about how this is one of the better quarterback draft classes in a while. And a lot of those quarterbacks are coming from this group that will be the Big Ten next year. You know, Bo Nix, Michael Penix, JJ McCarthy, even Kyle McCord could leave for the NFL. And so... A lot of these teams are going to lose a leader in these teams as well, and I think that that's something that's going to be really, really important for how these teams kind of navigate what's going to be their most difficult season without question in a long time. Yeah, Bo's
0: going to have to carry the team as far as he possibly can this year and then hand off the team to whoever's best suited to take it next year whether that be a transfer whether that be Ty Thompson it's going to be a new face for the Ducks and it's going to be a new conference for Oregon as well but before any of that and before we can talk about Bo Nix being a Heisman and before we can even consider a college football playoff Oregon's got to get through Tempe and Arizona State is one of those teams that it feels like finds a way to screw up someone's season year in and year out it, how How worried should Oregon be about playing former Duck offensive coordinator Kenny Dillingham in the desert next week?
3: I think it's easy for the casual fan to just look at Arizona State's record and just kind of brush it off and be like, oh, like Oregon has this one. But yeah, a November game in Arizona is difficult, especially for the Ducks historically, and especially when you consider Kenny Dillingham, the Arizona State head coach, was just with this Oregon program a year ago. He has a really good relationship with, with Bo Nix, and he knows the Oregon offense. He knows this Oregon program, but uh, I think could also make the argument that Oregon Oregon knows uh, Kenny Dillingham style, and I think there should be some worry, especially since it's in between this really hyped up game against USC and then the rivalry game uh, against Oregon State, which is a really good Oregon State program than it uh, usually is, and that it's kind of sandwiched in between those two really big games for the Ducks. I think there should be a little bit of worry But as long as the Ducks go into this game a little bit cautious and don't let their guard down, they should escape with a win.
0: It's an exciting time. It's an exciting team. There's a lot of exciting storylines about it. We'll be back in a couple more weeks to talk a little bit more about this Oregon football team as the possible playoff picture becomes a little more clear. Thanks for tuning in today.